Hi, I'm Kayla Bren, your host of Discovering the Balance. So before we dive into episode one today, where I'll discuss how we got started RVing and better yet, how we did it in 30 days, I thought I'd first give just a little bit of background info on myself. I am what they call a Nashville unicorn, meaning I was born and raised in Nashville, Tennessee. I graduated in 05 and spent eight years away from the area. So I did college throughout Tennessee and then immediately took a career um, in Charleston, South Carolina, which ultimately led me to Statesboro, Georgia, which is where Jeff Wahelski enters the picture. So Jeff and I met in Statesboro in 2011 and Riley was born in 2012. And of course, life changed forever. Come 2013, Riley and I relocated to Nashville, Tennessee, and we'll skip over a few details and jump to 2020 when we are now married, Jeff and I, um, almost three years. Riley is in first grade and seven at this time, and we've moved to the Burbs. We're in Franklin, Tennessee, in quite possibly the quaintest neighborhood of all downtown. Um, We lived in Heath Place. We loved our neighbors. We loved our house. We loved our school. We loved Riley's teachers. But here's what we realized during quarantine. And I think a lot of people feel the same way. We never got to enjoy it. (laughs) Jeff now says to people he is semi-retired, but he worked restaurant business for 20 plus years. So he and I always did the tag team parenting. And I know, I know that there are so many people and so many couples out there getting it done, but it is hard. So it was during quarantine that we really realized we had no balance in our life. We had to protect the little time that we did get together, which meant that we didn't even get to go out and enjoy things. So it was during quarantine where we just found ourselves thoroughly enjoying all of our time outside, our time talking with our neighbors, um, just enjoying meals together, playing card games. It was then that we began to just feel this itch of like, something is not right in our lives and how are we going to take this time of quarantine to learn from it and make changes. So in May 2020, um, different life circumstances presented where we could move to Jacksonville, Florida. So that's where we are when we'll pick up from the story of how we got on the road in 30 days. So that was our plan. We were going to move to Jacksonville, Florida. So come mid-June, we had our house ready to put on the market and we were blown away by how the turnout that we had the first day that we were showing it and then just completely floored when we went under contract that very night. So isn't it like life to the moment you think you have a plan and you think you know what's coming next to just slap you in the face. So the next day, um, I witnessed my husband lose his mom, his last living parent. My son lost his grandmother and I lost my mother-in-law. So everything changed in an instant. And, you know, (laughs) we were so grateful to have the clarity and know that our house was under contract, that that was still happening. We weren't going to just back out completely. Um, And I don't know about you, but I firmly believe God has a plan for each and every one of us. 
and the timing of his plan is always so meticulous. So I don't think it was by chance that we went under contract just the day before. So we were still moving. So we get to July 4th weekend and it was just kind of a funky weekend. You know, things were different. We got to see family and got to go kayaking, but actual July 4th was just super weird. There was really nothing going on. So Sunday, I come into the kitchen, and before I say any of this, in our kitchen, what used to be our kitchen, was a giant light box. Our house was from the 80s. This light box must have been added somewhere later on, but it was gigantic, and it never worked. We had seen it be on just a couple different times, but it was never from turning on the light switch. It was just, we'd walk in and be like, hey, did you notice that light is on? So I walk into the kitchen and Jeff turns to me, spatula in hand, and says, so what if, what if we just sold everything, we bought an RV, and we traveled the country for a year? And the light turned on. And Jeff has this like funny like country voice he sometimes does. And he said, I think that's the Lord telling us yes. So I said to him, I'm in. I'm all in. I'll pack my bags. Let's do this. We look at each other for a minute and I think we were both trying to gauge each other's level of seriousness. And then we just started to talk it out. Like what kind of RV, what are we even talking about? Like what's involved? And I remember us just saying, like, we have no idea what this entails. And so I remember looking at my watch and saying, "Mm, like, Grams and Pops, they're going to be walking into church within a few minutes. So if we're going to ask them anything, we need to call them right now. So I'll pause and introduce Grams and Pops. Um, Many of you probably know my parents. Um, More people probably know my mom as she was a school teacher, Mrs. McCluskey. So she is Dimple, she is mom, she's Mrs. McCluskey, but most often now she is just Grams, and I think she wears that title so well. So when you hear about Grams and Pops, just know that they are a huge part of this story and the huge reason why we're on the road, and we're almost there. Um, But if you know my mother, you can imagine her response. So I call my mom, and you know, as moms are so incredible, they pretty much always answer. And so she answers. And I say, so if Jeff and I were to just, I don't know, just be looking into an idea of maybe buying an RV instead of moving, where would we begin? And she goes, what? If you know her, you have heard the what. So I like, I'm like, yeah, just an idea, but seriously, like, where would we, where would we even start? And so as moms always do, she gave me the information that I needed. And she was like, you just need to go online more than anything. You have to go in person and like actually stand in one and feel and touch to know what is going to work with work for you and what will not, but you can look online. Um, and she just gave us their opinion, you know, on a short rundown of class A's are really expensive typically. And class C's and then travel trailers and fifth wheels. So we got our brief rundown. They went into church, probably just completely shocked. I mean, they had been preparing for us to move to Jacksonville, Florida 
Hearts were broken. There was so much sadness. They had already mapped out their trip to come down to Jacksonville for Riley's birthday. So they were going to be leaving early August or end of July, actually, and heading down to make like a six-week trip to us in Jacksonville. So can't even imagine what my mother... and pops were feeling at this point. So we spend the rest of Sunday online. I mean, we are looking everywhere, looking at different price points, having conversations of, well, if we're making this much off of the house, um, which is basically an accumulation of all of our homes. Jeff had owned a home previously. I have owned two homes previously. So this was kind of like a rollover of savings plan. So we figured out our price point and that from there really narrowed a lot of things down for us. By Wednesday of that week, we knew a few things. So we knew that I was negative from COVID. I was actually out on COVID leave again um, because of being in contact with somebody. And we also knew that we had access to my parents' 2001 Ford F-250 7.3 diesel power stroke. We still to this day don't know anything about trucks. Well, Jeff knows way more than I do now. I still don't, but people are like, oh, that truck's going to last forever. I'm like, okay, great. (laughs) Evidently, it has a really great engine in it. So my parents had just upgraded. I mean, they bought this thing when I was 16 years old. More stories to come on that. Um, But they bought it when I was 16. It's in mint condition. If you know Pops, you know how well he takes care of things. That was his truck. That was his first truck. And finally, finally, after so many different upgrades with rigs, my parents finally made the switch to having a dually. And they just did this a year ago. So after 15 years of RVing, um, they took this truck um, all the way to Alaska and Newfoundland. I mean, it's been around, (laughs) but it still has only 170,000 miles on it. So we have access to this truck. So they had actually just gotten this truck ready to sell, had it in their driveway for a couple of weeks. And you kind of have to be in the market for an F-250 long bed truck. Um, It's definitely worth what they were asking, but it is a very specific type of truck. So Pops being too attached as always was like, I'm just not going to sell it. So there you have it. We have a truck that we can use. So we went to the lot on Wednesday, having an open mind, knowing from Grams that they were going to tell us that, oh, you tell them what kind of truck you have. They're going to tell you, you can tow anything. And you tell them, it's not about what I can tow. It's about what I can stop. (laughs) And if you know Grams, you can hear her saying all of these things. And sure enough, we got to the lot. They asked us what we would have to tow. We told them and they were like, oh, you can pick out anything on this lot and you're fine. And we were like, "Mm, we'll be looking at stickers. We don't actually fully understand the stickers yet, but we'll be looking at all the pin weights and gross weights and we'll pretend like we have some idea of what we're talking about or thinking. So we get on the lot and it's true that day we left the lot and we were like, it's a fifth wheel. Like 
because of our price point, um, mainly, I mean, we, we, our trailer was less than 30,000. We'll be completely honest. You can look up our trailer and also find out what it costs. So no hidden, um, secrets here. So we were wanting to stay around that price point. We hadn't found that yet. We were hoping to find something used, but we're also drawn to new just because we have no idea what we're doing. Um, so that whole warranty was really appealing to us, but it's true. One day on the lot, we already knew what would work for us and what would not. And yes, Jeff being six foot five was definitely a deal breaker in so many of them. So there might be more options for other people. So definitely just go out there. They pick a good weather day. We were in like the heat. It was awful, but pick a good day um, to go. And typically they're just all open and you won't get a lot of pressure. You can just go and walk around. When we told the guy... <laughs> he was like, what are you looking for? And we told him our story and how we got there and how little we knew. He was like, I don't really know how to help you. He was like, you should probably just go walk around the mall. So hopefully you'll get somebody like that and they'll just give you the freedom to just kind of figure it out on your own. So at this point, we know two huge things. We know how much we want to spend, and we also know that we want a fifth wheel. So we made plans for that Saturday. Um, our grams and pops would be back in town from their camping trip and available to go to RV lots with us. So we picked out the Lebanon, Tennessee area and went to a few different RV um, companies there. There's I think three or four. Um, but Cedar City of Lebanon had a Puma Palomino fifth wheel. I think it was only like 24 feet long. It was so small, but it had a really great price point. I think it was only like 20 or 24,000. Um, and we really liked the finishes and overall just the aesthetics of the RV. Then we went to a couple other lots and their price points were all a little bit higher. And what we were finding is that last summer there was a huge shortage of RVs. Who would have known? Kind of like bicycles and yeast, all those weird things, sewing machines, you know, like all the things that once COVID hit and everyone was at home, they went out of stock because everyone wanted to pick up hobbies. So RVing was true to that as well. So we were having a really hard time finding RVs even on the lot and definitely not any used ones. So finding ones that were in our price point, it was just finding like a needle in a haystack, much less the fact that we wanted to have a bunk room and an outdoor kitchen. So we went home on Saturday, kind of feeling defeated, knowing that we were going to have to search pretty outside of like the Nashville area to maybe find what we were looking for. And so come Saturday and Sunday, I mean, I, literally all we did was look at RVs <laughs> and we found the Puma Palomino made a bunkhouse at 295 VHSS. And we even found two of them available within like five hours. One was in Kentucky and one was in Alabama. So what we thought was on Monday, we would call the Cedar City of Lebanon and ask them, you know, since we know that they carry that make and model, if they were to have any of them coming in. 
So we waited it out. All of the RV lots are closed on Sundays in the South. So it was kind of a sad day for us. We are like, all we have is RV trader. So Monday comes and I'm still on COVID leave and I call Cedar City of Lebanon and I say, hey, we were there on Saturday. We loved one of the Puma Palominos, but it was just too small for us. We found this model. Is there any chance that you're going to have any of those coming in? And she said, yes, probably around the 5th or 6th. And we said, I go, of August? And she said, yes. And I go, okay, we want to buy that. <laughs> how, do, how do we do that? And she goes, oh, okay. Totally common at this point because of the RV shortage. And that's what people are doing is buying things sight unseen. So not even, she wasn't even surprised by it. So she told us what we had to do. And by Wednesday I returned. So this is now the following Wednesday. I returned to work after being gone less than two weeks and had now put down a deposit on an RV and had completely shifted from moving to Jacksonville, Florida to now we're just not we're both not going to work and we're going to travel the states for the year because life is crazy school is going to be nuts regardless because of covid this is our like tap out like we're good we're just gonna go on the road <laughs> and live a blissful life for the next year or so So at this point, it was just go time. Um, There wasn't really a lot of time to overthink things. Um, I returned to work and had the mindset of I would just try to work up until it was time to set sail, so to speak. Um, I had a fantastic employer and they were super flexible with our spontaneity. And so at the end of the day, I would come home and it was just... I'd enter. Jeff would tell me of his sales of the day. He almost always made more money than I did during the day just from selling our possessions on Facebook Marketplace. Um, I would start to talk to him and the Facebook Messenger ding would come on and he'd be like, hold on, my people are messaging. Um, but he sold everything even up to our 12-foot concrete and wooden table he made for our outdoor patio. I mean, he literally would sell anything. So every day I would come home and it would be decisions of, you know, different things that Jeff had gone through, whether it was the kitchen or the bathrooms or whatever it was of, are we keeping this? Are we taking this? Are we getting rid of it? Are we storing it? It was just piles everywhere of different categories. And when you're trying to plan to take what you need for an entire year in a rig where you know storage is so, so limited, it's really hard and everything weighs and in any YouTube video you watch is like, be careful with the weight. Don't weigh too much. Um, again, with the whole pen weight that I still don't quite understand. I just, I know what we're supposed to weigh. I know that we weigh less than that. So we're good to go. Um, but every day it was just a decision, but it was also trying to map out where we were going. We had such high hopes. We were like, oh yeah, we're going to follow Grams and Pops because that seemed like the only sensible thing to do. They had already had a trip planned out, like I said, to go to Jacksonville. So we hopped along with them for the first four weeks, which was incredible. I mean, great memories made, so much learned from them. I mean, such a wealth of knowledge of their 16 years of doing this. So 
hung with them and we were like, we're going to go to Shenandoah National Park for the fall. It's going to be beautiful. And our balloon burst within, I think, days once we started booking reservations. And we learned that, oh, if you want to stay on the cheaper side of things, like RVing can truly be as expensive or as cheap as you want it to be. Currently, we have all of our bookings from when we left August 6th through, I believe, July 5th. And our average night is $31.50, I believe. It's under $31.50, which in the RV world is pretty good. But that's because we stay at parks and we try to stay weekly if we can, um, because you really save on that as well, especially if you're going private, you'll save if going weekly. Um, but we had no idea, had no idea that like whatever that booking window was, um, whenever they release, you need to be ready to book that right that moment. A lot of times meaning like you might wake up in the middle of the night, like we learned in Alabama, (laughs) but we can get to that at a later date. So we had to pivot and we chose to just stay in the Southeast, which wouldn't have changed it for anything. Everywhere we went, we had beautiful memories and it was the perfect intro to RVing. And it also felt safe. We were still in the Southeast and we weren't too far from home, but we had all of that to book. So we knew we needed to get at least through November 16th ish area is what we were trying to. So I was trying to find booking reservations and just overwhelmed with like, you put in RV campgrounds on Google and you're going to get everything under the sun, like RV parks, mobile homes, It's not just like a, Hey, can I get a campground that looks decent with some trees? That's, that's not what you get when you put that into Google. So it was a lot of work, but it was go time. Jeff was knocking it out. I would go to work. I'd get a call and he'd be like, Hey, I sold your truck. You need to go to Nissan when you get off today to give it to them. And I'm over here like, (laughs) no, I don't know. Today was my last day in my forerunner. But it was just such a rush of activities that we didn't ever have a chance to like second guess it or doubt ourselves. It literally was just, we have made a decision and we have to take the steps necessary to make this happen. And I think that's such a beautiful (laughs) aspect of life, like for any case is it, it takes a level of commitment for anything to get something done. And I think us being in the situation we were with being under contract with our home and knowing that we had this timeline, it made us, it made us not second guess ourselves. We had made a decision and we were going to take the next step every single day that got us closer to doing what we were intending to do. So my advice for anybody getting started, you can do pretty much anything you put your mind to. Um, Obviously choose what works for you and your family. Um, But once you put your mind to something, it's really not that hard. It's just one day at a time. Now, I don't recommend doing it the way that we did. Um, We knew that it was going to be coming offline around like the fifth or the sixth, but my doubting self, I was just expecting it to be late. And no, we got the call on August 4th, which was a Monday and our inspection with them, they had like squeezed in time for us because they knew like we're bringing our stuff to you and we are leaving like for a long time, like a hundred plus days. So they knew, so they had already like scheduled us in just in case it came in. So we had to go on Tuesday. So my work 
was super flexible. I worked Tuesday up until the time it was to go do the walk around um, in the RV. We threw a bunch of stuff in it. We went back home. We did the mad dash to the last um, storage unit, cleaning the house, me having tears of just like this moment of this has happened so fast. I haven't had a proper goodbye. Like I didn't get to go in every single room and like really have a moment because we were just so rushed. So I don't recommend doing it the way we did it, but we did. We did it. We, on August 6th, we somehow got all of the last things done. We dropped off Jeff's car at my parents' house. We drove to Lebanon and threw a whole bunch of stuff into the RV, hooked up, and then just looked at the guy and we're like, so what's your recommendation on getting out of this place? Because it was like a gravel lot with a ton of RVs around. Um, and off we went and we did it and we made it successfully. I can't even tell you how anxious I was that entire drive. I'm sure Jeff was anxious, but he did not show it one bit, but we made it. And I can't tell you how sweet it almost brings to tears. My, the look of Riley running towards our rig, um, when we arrived, my parents had already left on a trip camping. So we let Riley go with them. So Riley had not been with us for a week or so. So just imagining your child running up to you. Um, it was just, it was just the sweetest moment of like, we've done this and this great adventure and this great escape is just beginning. So that's it. That is how we did it in 30 days. Do I recommend it to anybody? No, not the way we did it. But our life circumstances were unique. Just like every full-time family we meet along the way, when we hear their story, everything, you know, there's something different and there's something that pushed them to finally make the leap. But the theme is always they were done. They wanted a simpler lifestyle. They wanted to be with their family more and they wanted to see this country. There is so much to see. So here it is. It's April 19th, 2021. We are headed to Zion National Park today and we're super excited because we actually get to stay inside the park. This will be our first time being electric only. So we will fill up our freshwater tank when we arrive and we hope that water will last us until Friday. I believe it's like a 36 gallon tank and I don't expect most people to know how many gallons of water you use a day, but let me just tell you, it's a lot more than you expected. So we are hoping to make it till then, but even more exciting than Zion National Park is the fact that we meet up with our grams and pops tomorrow and we are about to take a four and a half month trip together. We are doing Colorado. We are doing the Rocky Mountains. We are doing Mount Rushmore, the Upper Peninsula, Michigan. I mean, there is so much stuff. I can't even name all the stuff we're going to do. So I really hope y'all want to tag along and keep in touch as we discover the balance and navigate this new lifestyle and also try to figure out where we want to land and what we want our life to look like when we do come off the road.